Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. It's Susan Miller-Degnan. Susan, what's going on? Ah, we're we're getting to the finish. I think we're getting you, to you miss you 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 chose a good Friday <laughs> uh, to miss in the world of the Miami Hurricanes. You were on vacation over the weekend. Over, I I was on. I want you to know, I went to New York for three nights. That's for it. Three nights. Yeah, you were gone. Like you took a long weekend, right? It was you lost yeah, it was Thursday long, night or Friday morning yeah, or something. It was like and, Thursday, and then I got home Sunday, and it doesn't matter. It never. And you missed you missed the 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 most chaotic Miami news cycle. Probably definitely the most chaotic Miami move news cycle of the year. Um, when uh, and quick, and quick. yeah, a, a very fast. It was, <laughs> a, it, was no. it had everyone panicked for eight hours and then it was gone. Um, really not even. Um, we were of course talking about the Tyler Van Dyke uh, saga uh, on Friday when Kane Sport reported um, that other schools and Alabama was kind of the one thrown out there. And I believe that now looking at how kind of desperate they are in the portal, um, yeah. really, you know, trying to find a quarterback um, that other schools were trying to poach Tyler Van Dyke, obviously with the allure of NIL and, you know, in Alabama's case, you're also selling Alabama, right. They're about to have the number one draft pick probably on Thursday night. And um, yep. obviously you compete for championships, all that stuff. But uh Kane Sport um, reported on Friday morning uh, about that uh, situation and development. Um, understandably, and, and about t- yeah, and about Tyler being frustrated with his yeah. NIL. His they NIL situation. Like yep. Uh, understandably, everyone freaked out. Um, and then by the end of the day, Miami uh, basically tweets that he's staying there without saying that he's staying. Um, I don't remember. I, I wish I should have brought pulled up the exact tweet in front of me, but tweeted a picture of him basically like saying like excited for 2023 or whatever. Um, you followed this all from afar, uh, although yeah. I know you were locked in because you were texting Barry Jackson and I. I uh, was on the, the plane. I, so, I was on the plane. And of course, what else is uh, I was yeah. on the plane and right before, right, right before I took off. And, um, uh, and we can all laugh about it now because it's been a week. Um, but what what was going when you saw that and and neither you nor Barry nor I had heard that much much of anything about that this was coming. Oh, what was going through my um, mind? I was but when you when crap. you see that, yeah. Holy crap. And then it's definitely true. That's what went through my mind. I I, I a lot of times what goes through my mind is gotta check this out, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I in my mind it was like no doubt, no doubt. And and also kind of like why didn't I see this coming? Yeah, I, you know nobody even. I I didn't think about. It. I never thought about that. You know that an existing like a school, not an existing school, but you under, you understand what I mean? Like that everything is fine. The spring's over. Tyler's coming back. We talked to him after the spring game. Yeah, we talked to him like a week, and literally I, a week <laughs> earlier. We talked to him. Then <laughs> everything, and then. And then that, and I'm like, wow, you know, um, I, yeah, it was like, wow, it's, this has got to be true. And then I thought he's leaving. What went through my mind? I thought he's leaving for sure. If he gets a way better deal, if UM does it, I said, if UM to myself, as the plane is taxing, if UM does not come up, you went meaning a um uh um collective boosters, or boosters yeah collective whatever you um collective or booster if they do not someone does not come up with the money 
for Tyler Van Dyke. He is gone. And then I thought, and I don't blame him. I really did. I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the way the world works now, right? I mean, you yeah, get, Miami I, fans can't get upset that they're getting guys with NIL money and then, or when they're getting they're excited, you can't get excited about getting guys with NIL money and then losing guys because of NIL money, right? Well, it's especially like, when injuries are involved, you know, when this is a sport where people get injured and we know Tyler's situation, yeah. you know, if somebody, if somebody had offered him and I don't know what was offered, but let's say somebody offered him a million dollars. I mean, you can't turn it down. It's, it's, it's. It's very important, you know, it's your life. Mm -hmm. So from here on out, and he's, he's young. So, and I tell you what, (laughs) I I did, I did think that a UM, somebody from UM, a booster, you know, some rich person or some rich uh, people. Collection of people. yeah, Collection of people would get together and come up with money for Tyler. Now everybody else, who knows, they might be broke by now, but, um, I, I did think that would happen, and I was very relieved because I really like Tyler. I'm yeah. a Tyler fan, a big Tyler. And why shouldn't I be? He's a great guy. He's very talented, very mature. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm pulling for him this season. Just yeah. worried about the, I'm still worried about the shoulder. It's a mother thing. I'm just yeah. worried about his shoulder. <laughs> I can't help it until I see him get hit hard a couple times. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm I'm really going to be worried about that. Yeah, and as you mentioned, that that is some incentive on his part also to cash out now because you don't know, you know, if, if he gets yeah. hurt again, like his draft stock, which has already taken a big hit over the last 12 months. Um, you know, we we thought we'd maybe be talking about him as a first round pick uh, on, on Thursday. Um, and instead, he's yep. coming back and who, who knows where his, his long-term future is. Um, clearly, it seems like Miami ponied up the money, enough money. Uh, to keep him around again, I think you know Miami has some advantage. You know, I think he wants to be in Miami. Obviously, right? He's he's been there. This will be right. his fourth season, um, right? You know, you get the ta- the taxes are good, right? So you do get a little bit of a benefit there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he he definitely has a sense of loyalty to the program. I mean, we've heard all about him coming down with anytime transfers would come in to visit, he would come down. Um, you know, Mario's not making him do that. He he's doing that um to to be a leader for this program. And um, you know, I'm sure we will never know exactly how strongly he considered um going to Alabama, probably, but uh I think he certainly wanted to get a little bit more money out of it, and he probably did, and it works out for everyone. It was really important for Miami to keep him um because I, I don't know what this team would look like if he was gone next year. I mean, we, we've talked oh, a lot man. about Jakari Brown and, and the fact that we're still high on his long-term future, but um, right. I mean, we saw what happened when he was a starting quarterback last year. Like, you know, I, I still don't know how super high the ceiling is for Miami this year. Are they going to cont- compete for the ACC title? Maybe not quite yet. Um, we'll see what they do in the portal and, and some of that stuff. We're recording this. We should say on Wednesday, we're going to go up Friday morning. Um, and we know there'll be about yeah there could be some three, moves three big but for the most part Miami's you know they they're definitely should be a bowl team this year you know eight nine wins will I'm sure be like the realistic target goal uh if you take Tyler off that team all of a sudden you're you're in the same position you were last year obviously where you're just scraping to try to make a bowl game so really really needed to keep him around um especially with Jake Garcia transferring out uh earlier this year um and as I mentioned like they're quarterback market is thin i mean alabama is is desperate right now 
looking for a guy. And that's Alabama who gets a five-star quarterback in their building every year. And, exactly. and they still don't feel good about that position. And they, and that <clears throat> when that tweet came over, it was, uh, Oh, I also should tell you a little bit about yeah. how people feel about Tyler Van Dyke. If Alabama wanted oh. him. Oh yeah, for sure. Sh- absolutely. Like, be be for grateful sure. for what you have. Miami fans like could be a lot exactly. worse. Exactly. So true. Uh, and, and the tweet that came out of the Miami, the hurricanes official Twitter account was, quote, relentlessly working, all focus on 2023, 100% Kane, exclamation yeah, mark. with a picture of Tyler. With a picture of Tyler, and then Tyler retweeted it. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, Tyler retweet. There we go. That's that's the confirmation that he's staying. Um, click, 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 click. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was it, and that was like, that was good. That was a good thing. I was relieved. So what, what do we think happened there? Was it all, in terms of the flirtation, is it all nil like is there any i don't know if you've heard anything from from any side of this but no uh, dissatisfaction with tyler necessarily about the program or anything you get the sense it's all it was all nil based i don't think so because if it were that yeah he would just he sooner. would just be gone yeah this exactly yeah yeah no i think it's definitely all nil money and you know back in the day like years ago and i guess before, I, I guess now too i mean players would get insurance Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I guess yeah. they still do, but before they they got in the uh, 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 you know in the NFL, let's say they'd get insurance in case they got hurt and stuff. I mean, this is you know uh, this is the same kind of thing. Yeah, in a way, it's the same kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I think he's pretty loyal, loyal guy, but smart guy. Yeah, I'm sure the appeal of competing for a national championship was interesting to him too, and and. You know, another thing I've seen a lot of people talk about how the portal um, for a lot of guys is the first time they really have gotten recruited. Like you hear like guys who maybe come up from a lower level or, or a Juco or whatever. Obviously, Juco's always been around like this. But, um, you know, Tyler was a pretty big recruit. He was a four star recruit. But like when he was coming out, Miami beat out Syracuse and Wisconsin and Rutgers and like, you know. It's kind of pretty good programs, yeah, in, was, mixed in there. But for the most, there was no Alabama. Like Nick Saban yeah. probably had never never called him before. Probably uh, quiet, kind of yeah, quiet. Exactly. I mean, so, but as far as I'm sure there was, he, you know, it's it's you know, it's like if you get another job offer and you have a current job, right? Like you might love where you work, but sometimes you want to. If it's interesting, you want to listen to hear what they have to say, especially if it's a you know a big company like Alabama or whatever. Right. And it gets you more money in your company. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, it's a job, right? It's it's basically, you know, the, the we've said it a million times, but the facade of like the amateurism is is kind of gone. And it's I'm fine with it. I think you're pretty much fine with it. Like uh, oh, yeah. it's going to cause a lot of drama, as we have seen for the last couple of years. But um, Miami, the important thing is Miami was able to keep him around and um you know the, this offseason would have been really chaotic if they were out here because I, I don't know oh, if they would have felt uh, good going into the year with Jakari Brown. I think they would have been uh, right into the portal uh trying to find something. So uh we're they doing basically the got the best guy available, I think. What I'm wondering is to end this subject here, I'm I'm wondering <laughs> well we're 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 assuming that it was the Kane connection they have the new collective mm-hmm. or Maybe it's not new. They've had it for months or whatever, yeah, couple- apparently. But the Kane Collective 
associated with University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wonder they had to come up with some big bucks. Yeah, I, they really did. So I, I wonder, excuse me, um, how that affects now future situations that are coming up. Yeah. with transfers now i know we're not going to talk about that now the port but the portal closes on i know it's wednesday yeah. it closes on friday and there are kids visiting and and talk and i'm sure talking to other programs about you know money weighing their options and i'm wondering how tyler affected tyler's situation affects now i i have no clue yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe, maybe we should try to get someone on from the the Canes connection at some point because you know I, the way I've always kind of gotten the sense of how it works is it's like it almost feels like a political campaign, right? Where it's like you can be a recurring small dollar donor, mm-hmm. right? You can give uh, fifteen bucks a month if you're just like a Miami, like the same way you would, uh, you know, be like Golden Cane or whatever, like you know, give money to get your season tickets or whatever. You can do that, or I think you, you know, I'm sure the the people who are running that also when I big name like Tyler is like, I need X amount of dollars to, to be around. Yeah. You have certain res cash reservoirs that are, are through those annual or monthly donations or whatever. Um, but you can also go out and say, go find a local business that is a Miami alumnus or whatever. And you're, you're, you're both trying to get like the, like the, your phone banking a little bit, right. And trying to get those small dollar donations, but you're also, you're out there trying to track down the the big bucks when you need to too, um, and I'm sure a guy like Tyler is you you gotta kind of go to work quickly. But yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see what that does going forward. And in some ways, I wonder. I mean, it could honestly help. The, this was obviously kind of the most exposure the Canes connection I think has gotten in a little while. I would wonder if their like small dollar donations have uh, bumped up a little bit over the last week here um, with people like kind of coming to grips with the situation and um you know it's... nobody ever actually said who came up with the money i don't know i know well and they never do that's the thing it's all it's all kind of intentionally obvious obfuscated and, and the ncaa has done nothing to try to bring any transparency to it and i think right now all parties are, are okay with that at least the players certainly seem okay with that um so it's obviously the world is constantly changing but but right now um uh, Miami is certainly, I think, holding its own in the NIL game. I don't know if it's, you know, it's going to compete with Alabama and all that. I mean, they just won a, a battle, I guess, with Alabama. Well, and um, John Ruiz's situation, which right. yeah. I know we're not going to detail. But... Yeah, I'm not a financial expert, but no, I know but the, the white vault stock is not doing well. Like, oh, they, they, they were need... taken off NASDAQ, I think, and I they're they're in bad yeah. So, I, they, I mean, it, it, you can't just allow rely on one. I think the Canes connection is trying to build things up. Um, it's a whole new world, though. It's kind of like it's it's I mean, it's again, like I think the way the Canes connection and uh, and every school has one of these trying to kind of position themselves as being similar to, you know, if you're a golden cane and you give your annual couple hundred bucks to, you know, get some tickets to some games and a lot more than a couple money, hundred and give money to well i mean some people you know the young no if you're a golden cane or whatever yeah. golden canes are the high one but what's what's the lower one like just when you're I, a well just regular club it, or whatever no, yeah. yeah but you're now i think if you get tickets period if you get season tickets i'm pretty sure you have to give money yeah yeah, you'll, you yeah have i think to, you always have had to 
So this is just another avenue where I think some people feel like they're going to have to spend some of their money to support the hurricanes, right? You can't just give the money to the school and that's your donation. Um, you know, so for Miami to really compete, you yeah. gotta, you kind of got to <laughs> give to the, to the co collective also. So, um, strange times. And, you know, I know some people who work in fundraising at other schools and I know it's like a weird time for them because they're trying to both raise money, um, for, their university and their facilities and scholarship funds and all that kind of stuff. But they also know like those same guys who might give you 50 bucks a month. That's great to send to the university, but it's just as good for the programs if they're sending that to a collective in some ways. So um, yeah, I think Miami is just like everyone else trying to figure it out. And the Tyler Van Dyke situation, I'm sure they learned something from it and the important thing is that he is sticking around at Miami and going to be the starting quarterback in the fall. All right, let's switch gears. Uh, let's talk some NFL draft. As I said earlier, we were recording this Wednesday afternoon. Um, it'll go up Friday morning, as we always do. Uh, so the first day of the draft will be in the books. Um, no hurricanes expected to be picked. If someone does get picked, you probably will never hear this because we will uh, come on and do an emergency <laughs> uh, recording to replace this segment but um still should be um i think two miami players expected to be picked this weekend uh tyreek stevenson who could be picked tonight uh, as you got if you're listening to this on friday uh definitely kind of has been in that second third round range um and the other one will mallory who seems like a lock to be picked at some point this weekend although you never know as we learned last year from sweating out the the Miami draft streak all the way to the last, what was it? The last 20 picks of the draft, I think was when oh my God. Yeah. Ford got picked to keep Miami streak alive. Yeah. Um, should be a little more stress-free. I think this year in terms of the streak, because Tyreek is, is going to get picked. Uh, and I think Will is going to be picked. DJ I, think Will's, I think Will's got, you know, every year we think people are going to get picked yeah, and they yeah. aren't. Uh, Charleston Rambo, to give you an example. I mean, I know a lot of people. Yeah, Bubba Bolden, right? There were a couple of guys oh, Bubba last Bolden, year. people who were stars. You have, but yeah. I have a really strong feeling he's getting drafted. Yeah. So I, we got I, I, Tyreek and, and Will anyway. feel like basically locks. DJ Ivy is another name that has been thrown around a little bit as maybe a late round prospect. Mm -hmm. um, certainly an undrafted guy. Um, let's, we'll start with. The, wait, um, wait undrafted guy you said DJ Ivy. yeah yeah DJ Ivy. He, yeah he could possibly get drafted yeah i said maybe That's late round pick certainly oh, yeah, undrafted yeah. If oh not. i got you yeah, if yeah, not yeah. you're saying yes if gotcha. not um so let's let's start with tyreek i guess first the guy who's probably going to be the first guy picked um at one point was you know there was a little bit of first round buzz around him at one point um a i think a, a nice story for miami obviously a hometown kid played it Southridge and South Day from down Florida City uh, at Homestead um, goes to Georgia for two years. I think he was there, right? Um, yes. Plays a um, you know, big, big part of uh, I think their yeah. Sugar Bowl team, right? I think he had. A, he was like, in the national championship game. He was in national. Was, yeah. Yeah, they yes, lost his freshman year. Yeah, his freshman year, and then I think his sophomore year he made like the signature play of their Sugar Bowl win against Cincinnati, um, breaking up a pass. Uh, there though, he's kind of stuck in like a, there, I think they called it the star role there, like the hybrid linebacker, uh, safety, Nickelback, right. Um, right. transferred to Miami, obviously part of it to get home, but also I think he really wanted to show that he could be a lockdown outside cornerback. And, um, 
he had a really good couple of years at Miami. Um, you know, I, he's a cornerback. He got beat sometimes, but uh, I think, you know, obviously he missed out on some national championships at Georgia by transferring away. But I think uh, just yeah, yeah. in terms of his long-term goal of trying to get to the NFL, I think the Miami move worked out pretty nicely for him. I, I, th- I think so too. I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, you never know what would happen if he was with Georgia, but yeah, um, I'm pretty. I agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you would have gotten to play cornerback at some point, but I, I think clearly he wanted to play corner. He got to do that from day one, and he was pretty good at it and in he, Miami. And he wanted to come home. I, mm-hmm. I I have to say the home, the hometown connection to guys. Maybe when they um, maybe when they get older, you know, and the thrill of the recruiting and all that is over, and they've been in the program for a while. Um, I, I, I know that, you know, some of them who, who, who have grown up, uh, maybe with single moms or single parents or mm-hmm. struggles and stuff. I, I, he really wanted to come home yeah. and, um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I used to run yeah. into him at games and like high school games and stuff, or even practices. Like, I think he really enjoyed the being back home aspect. He definitely did. He, he told, I asked him about that. I said, you know, Georgia won two national titles, both years. He played at Miami, both years. They won national titles. Can you imagine you transfer Mm -hmm. in the next two years, your team wins titles. But he said that he swore that he knew how good they were. Of course he knew how good they played a national title his freshman year. And, and right. One of the co-favorites basically coming into the next year. And he said that he knew it, um, and and he even he said he even told all the guys, you know, I know you guys are gonna whatever, but I need to go home. I want to go home. Um, and he grew up loving the Hurricanes, like most of these guys that are from here do. And he had he had a good. He's he's good. I think he's good. I and, and definitely he actually is going higher than I thought. <clears throat> originally you know like during the season and stuff he'd end up and now people are saying second round you know uh the highest second round third round but i again I, that that wouldn't surprise me if it was lower than the third round let's say it wouldn't yeah. i just because the draft is so weird i i just never know what's going to happen but he's definitely going to get drafted he's a good player he's great in press coverage yeah, and he he's, looks. I mean, he looks the. I mean, how many times did we say like walk just walking around practice? Like he's yeah. huge. He's built like a linebacker. I mean, that's part of why Georgia was playing him there, right? Right. He could be a linebacker, and if you in a different world, um, but for Miami, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's you talk about SEC size, and he brought that to Miami, and um, I think yep. he teams are going to look at him and say he's got a really high ceiling either if it's at corner and i you know i think probably that time at georgia or safety he might helps him too a, right yeah because he's, a lot he's of got teams, some safety experience basically from his time at georgia i think a lot of teams are looking at him as a safety possibly yeah. also he's big you know he can tackle um didn't right. have to do it a lot in miami but you just look at that body and you say this guy could probably hit pretty hard if uh we we get him playing that spot a lot so uh, I always like Tyreek. I'm glad to see that he's going to live out his NFL dream uh, on Friday. So, um, as I said, a, a nice a nice hometown South Florida story. Uh, the other guy, as we mentioned, who will probably get drafted uh, on Saturday, it seems like, uh, Will Mallory, uh, tight end, um, obviously a 
guy who's uh, got to be really high on the list of all times game pl- games played at Miami, right? I guess he had some injuries, which probably kept him off it. But yeah, he did. Uh, he was at yeah. Miami uh, five years and was a real contributor for all five years. It's not like and got better every year. Was hurt one year. Yeah, real contributor for five years. Obviously played behind Brevin Jordan for a couple of those. Um, three and yeah, three of those years. Yeah, um, and then. You know, I know probably the 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 numbers are not quite as impressive as uh, he probably would have liked. Again, injuries played a role. Some some bad passing offenses played a role, but exactly. I think everyone, you know, they. I mean, another guy who just physically obviously looks the part um, and was also a oh, track yeah. star in high school. Which I, I don't. He was. I think he ran the one in ten hurdles in the state championship uh when he was a senior at Providence in, in Jacksonville. So uh a guy who like kind of tests off the charts, especially with his his size. And then I think also um, you know, he pro- I'm sure he interviewed well and oh, man. Uh, was was productive too. You know, I what I think he finished tied for Miami's career record for uh touchdown catches by a tight end. Uh <laughs> so a guy who, you know, never I mean, was like eye popping production, but always just a huge part of Miami's offense got better every year. He had 538 yards in catches, you know, 42 catches this year. Yeah. Three touchdowns. He's a leading receiver. leading receiver. Yes. He yeah, was a leading, leading pass catcher or whatever you want. It's hard to, you know, 42 catches, 538 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, <clears throat> he was really fast. Although somehow I, I always think people think tight ends are slow kind of lumbering down the field uh-huh. well so, it used to be yeah yeah but he wanted to show he was fast he ends up going to the combine running the fastest 40 of any tight end yeah and as i mentioned he was a, he was a legitimate track star in high school like at that size what is he right six, five and you know Almost he was six skinny, five he was six, skinnier back then but that's skinnier. Huge, he's like a gazelle <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 4.54 seconds. He, 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 his vertical was 36 and a half inches. I think that was like third bet. I was pretty good. He was really good in the senior ball. Um, you know, he proved that he could, that he could block. He's had injury problems and he's, he'll admit it. He tore his labrum in each, in each shoulder on different, Mm -hmm. different, I think, successive seasons and how to get surgery on each, you know, shoulder. But the thing about, Will Mallory is. He's the son of a career football coach. Yeah, Mike Where Mallory. Work now he was working now, the Broncos at one point, right? Oh well, his dad has been a million places. Yeah, he was in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, yeah. and 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 uh, where 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 Will was from. Yep. But uh, right now he's a special teams analyst. He was just hired there, a special teams analyst at Michigan. Now at Michigan, he was a his alma mater. Yeah. Yeah, he was a star linebacker there. He was a Budkus Award finalist. This is his dad. His grandfather, Bill Mallory, who who died right when 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 Will had committed kind of to UM. Then his grandfather was um is kind of a he, not kind of he's a famous a former head coach. He was mm-hmm. he coached Miami of Ohio, Colorado, Northern Illinois, Indiana, and he has all the like he, he has all these accolades that he's done in history that other coaches have not done and his uncle the dad mike's brother is right now the um assistant oh no 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 i'm I'm looking at this now doug mallory um 
he's a Michigan secondary assistant. I think he's working with the secondary. So Mike is working with the special teams, his dad, his uncle is a secondary coach. I mean, he's a guy who has grown up around coaches. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he's got, he like checks the a lot of the boxes. I think the injuries are basically the one concern. Um, you know, maybe he had a few too many drops in his time in college or whatever. Like you can nitpick him obviously as a player, but yeah, he's uh, has the athleticism, has the size, has the pedigree, has the IQ, has, like I said, I'm sure he interviewed off the charts. And, you know, I think the Miami tight end thing matters. Like you look at the last couple of tight ends who got Definitely. drafted, um, you know, Brevin, I think has outplayed his draft position. He's had some really nice moments for some bad Houston teams. Um, Chris Herndon um, had, you know, another guy who was not drafted super high, but had a pretty good NFL career might still be in the league. I'm not positive. Um, obviously David Njoku, like Clive Walford, like all these guys, there hasn't been a Miami tight end picked. Like I'm going back a while. Like I guess Richard Gordon, that's the only guy I can think of who was like a total oh bust for where he was picked. Like it's, yeah, it was it's, incredible. It's um, you know, the Miami tight ends tend to work out uh, and will like Greg Olson, no re- you know, Greg, yeah, Greg Olson. Olson. Well, then there's the obvious one, Shockey Olson. Like, there's yeah. all those guys. By the um, way, Greg, and he knows Shockey because he, he played when his dad was coaching at Indianapolis, the Colts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. When Shockey was there. So he was this Will knew Shockey. But, yeah. you know, when Greg Olson played at Miami, he had, there was a season where he had a, several drops, although he still was mad at me for writing a story about that. <laughs> but I mean, I, so. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he'll get drafted, I'm sure, and and whoever gets him will be happy to have him. And he'll, like I said, he's, he checks a lot of the boxes. Yeah, and um, I think he might go higher than we think. I, yeah, I don't possible. know. Yeah, I he, he tested really well. The injuries are, are definitely the big concern there with him. Um, right. Before we close out, anyone who we did not mention who you're kind of interested in is um, maybe even maybe well, a guy who gets drafted Saturday, or maybe just someone who after the draft you're excited to see where they land and if they can make an NFL team. I think uh, (laughs) you're going to laugh. Lou Headley. Yeah. Okay. The punter. I love Lou Headley. Okay. I know. I know he's 29, but I I, I don't expect him to get drafted because the age and just how many punters get drafted a year, two, three at tops. Don't get drafted. I'm pulling. But he'll, he'll definitely be on a training camp roster and. Oh, no doubt. I have a shot to make an NFL team. I also think, um, I'm and interested. their beat writers will love writing stories about him. Oh my God, they'll love it. I'm taking pictures. I think, um, uh, also, um, Mitch Agude. Yeah. Uh, defensive end or edge. Um, I, uh, I also think I just got just names I'm throwing out that who knows? Because, Here's one that really we never really talked about, and he had mm-hmm. pretty good numbers this year, which, but quietly, Caleb Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Linebacker, linebacker yeah. I'm not good. It's hard to judge linebackers, I think. And yeah, okay. I think it's telling that at Miami, he didn't start regularly. The one who's interesting okay. to me is DJ Scaife. Um, who, DJ Scaife. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, he had some, I think he was like Miami's <laughs> offensive MVP one year. Um, another guy who like played five years and like, was a real contributor for all five years, basically, and played everywhere, right? Played, uh, I don't know if he ever played left tackle, played right tackle, played, I think, both guards. I think he spots. did. I he think he played, played left he tackle. Played, I think he did for a while. I, I left, right, mostly right, mostly right. Yeah, mostly right, right tackle. Guard. He was always a tackle. Right guard. Up. 
He's got guard's body, but, right? A little bit shorter. But played right guard for, yeah. I think, 2021. I'll be very yeah, interested to see if he gets in an NFL training camp with a team I that think, and wants to invest in his future, commit to him at a position, and give him right. – you know, how many offensive line coaches did he play for in his time at Miami? I think four um, in five years. Yeah, like there were a lot of them. Not a great situation for a guy who's really talented. You know, he's a high-level recruit um, and was good also at Miami. Like, not a superstar or anything, not an All-American, but a really good starting offensive lineman for Miami who was maybe playing out of position and, you know, maybe was out of position at both – like, just didn't have a position, which I think kind of made things well, tough for him where he, he's he got to tackle skills but a guard's right. body um, – and I think it made it tough for Miami to know exactly what to do with him. Right. I I think the inside a guard. That's his future. Says, he says guard or center. Um, I also think I'm not sure how. I'm not sure if he was as fit as he could have been. Mm-hmm. That's probably true, too. I, I mean, think that's challenge of, for a lot of college linemen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, but he's he's definitely another one. DJ and, Ivy, as we mentioned. And DJ Ivy, definitely. Uh, DJ Ivy. The I physical tools Hadley. just keep There's, impressing people. You know, <clears throat> Justice Oluwashan, he he screwed up his ankle, I think, his his mm-hmm. foot at uh, at the end of the season. Uh, otherwise, I, I he'll get maybe he'll get a look as a, a drafted free agent. Um, they're always they'll a lot of them will get yeah. Yeah, you need camp bodies for a while, so everyone gets everyone gets not hard to get your foot in the door necessarily. It's it's sticking around that, that becomes the harder thing for those guys. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think we can wrap things up there. Um. We'll be yeah. back next week. We'll recap the draft. I'm sure, there'll be other news portal stuff going on. Uh, we don't want to get we don't want to get too much into portal stuff because we're recording a little early this week, and obviously stuff could change. So if Miami gets some big transfers between and now and when you change. listen to this, that's why. Um. Yeah. Follow, until then, you can follow Susan on Twitter at smillerdegnan. Follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, and we will be back uh, to talk to you guys next week. And David's, David's, uh, yeah, covering the Panthers. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I might not be by the time you listen to this anymore. <laughs> okay. Depending on how things go on Wednesday night. So, um, anyway, thanks again, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.